well, I guess it all starts in second grade when Mrs. Walker brought her daughter around to play turkey in the straw for all the kids at uh, St. Ursula Academy in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> That's Ellery Klein, fiddler and fola, a trio of women who perform Irish trad music. They'll be on Peaks Island Friday, October 14th for the Long Winter's Night concert series at the New Bracket Church. Think back to when you were seven years old. What captured your attention? What dreams did you pursue or leave behind? For Ellery Klein, a seemingly minor decision had big consequences. I, I just went home and handed the sheet to my mom, and she looked at me and said, do you want to play violin? And I said, yes. <laughs> but I don't remember thinking why I wanted to play violin. It just it just appealed to me, and I signed up for it. And it's kind of funny to think that this little decision when I was seven kind of impacted the, my entire life. <laughs> she kept that violin throughout elementary, middle, and high school. Her mom even sent her to an arts magnet high school. But then, after school, like many of us, Ellery had to choose whether to follow her passion or something more practical. You know, I, I'd been turned on to Irish fiddle and was very um, dedicated to practicing it and learning it, but it, it didn't occur to me that it, it was something I could do for a living until um, later. I actually went to college and studied geology, which, funnily enough, I always run into musicians who are also trained as geologists. So there's something about the field of geology that attracts sort of, you know, it's a science where you get to be outside and enjoying nature, you know, a lot of the time, at least when you're training in it, you know, later it kind of tends to be a lot of databases and spreadsheets. Some people make a truce with their art, playing a gig here or there, fitting it in around their nine to five in a tidy, almost forgotten demilitarized zone where the risks are low, but sometimes the peace is uneasy. What happens then? But then I ended up joining a, a Celtic rock band from Burlington, Vermont, where I went to college. And, and uh, one thing led to another. And so I did tour for four years with a band called Gaelic Storm full time. I was on the road 230 days a year for a while. But then, you know, I, I got married and when I was about six months pregnant with my son, who's now 15, um, you know, kind of went home and started that era of my life and then just ended up teaching because, you know, it's a lot easier to just teach a lot of lessons and and schedule your life because performing tends to be a lot more unpredictable and and varies a lot. So I now I perform with FOLA, but, you know, I'd say teaching is my main bread and butter. Kids always come with revelation, shifting priorities, changing approaches to life and careers. But for Ellery, she shifted gears instead of giving up entirely. She immersed herself in teaching music to others. She teaches Irish music, but says she loves to play around with genre and style to get her students engaged with different aspects of music. One style that's really different is Swedish folk. I think, yeah, Swedish music is, is a lot slower and a lot more intense sounding than Irish music. It's like very, very different, which is part of the fun of playing it. It's a folk music that comes out of a place that's really dark and cold for a long time <laughs> every year. Sounds like it might be an acquired taste. Why teach it to fiddle students? You know, I'm, I'm really having fun as a teacher with Scandinavian music just because the harmony um, is so, you know, there's no such thing as one Swedish fiddle player. It's always two or three fiddlers together playing harmonies in Swedish music, which as a teacher is quite fun because you can just immediately get this very satisfying sound when you've gotten a couple kids learning melodies and harmonies. 
There's nothing like listening to someone talk about their passions in a way that makes them and the subject come alive. Luckily, because of the choices she's made, traditional folk music is alive for Ellery every day. I asked her, if Swedish music is dark and cold, what does Irish music say about the place where it comes from? I think, you know, the, the modal sound, it just it's always unresolved. Versus, you know, and there are major tunes in Irish music as well, but major always tends to sound like the tune is over. But the modal tunes kind of have this unfinished feeling about them, which is a little bit, I think that's what attracts people to it, is this, it's this little ambiguity that you're just sitting in and enjoying in a musical way. It's like, um, it's got this sound of mystery a little bit. So Ellery Klein dedicates most of her musical life to a form of music filled with mystery. You can just about see the seven-year-old version of her still there, captivated by fiddle music and what it represents. When you embrace that wonder, it can open up new ways of seeing everything around you. It even shapes Ellery's views on art's relationship to societal challenge. You know, one of the things I, I was thinking about in recent years was just you know, how we, we've all gone through this collective trauma of the pandemic and had our lives upheaved and, 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 you know, somehow we're just keeping the music going through it and, and thinking about the Irish famine. And uh, a lot of these tunes kind of came out of the same era of like the mid to late 1800s. You know, a lot of the tunes that we play now are kind of from that period. And yet in the middle of that period, there's this, this just horrible calamity of, mass death and emigration and, you know, everyone's lives just being turned upside down. So far, we've reflected on how geography can impact music, the cold, dark Swedish homeland drawing out dark-sounding music, and the dual traumas of famine and colonialism giving Irish music a sense of mystery and wanting. It made me wonder whether music helps humans in general to process their collective past, a different way of remembering our history. Music is a very different form of memory than um, literal memory, right? That I, I mean, I've, I always find it fascinating that, especially now that I have a parent that's grappling with Alzheimer's, um, that you know you cannot remember what you ate for breakfast or what your sister's name is anymore, but you will often remember. People will remember. People who have massive memory loss can still sing the words to songs they loved as a kid and hum tunes. And I had a friend from my arts high school whose mom uh, passed of Alzheimer's a few years back. But you could sit piano music in front of her, and she could play, you know, these plas- classical piano concertos that she had played her whole life. But she couldn't really like speak or talk very much anymore, you know. And so there's this real power in music. You could almost say, like, maybe it happens culturally, too. Like, culturally, we might want to not talk about things and things aren't spoken of, but yet a lot of these events can live through songs and the music. It just carries on sort of our collective human experience gets recorded through the music. And it's a way that we can, like, inhabit memory in this very abstract sense or something. I don't know. It's very powerful. (laughs) When you get into when you get into music and memory, it's yeah, it's a very different form of memory than than words and stories. One of the ways Ellery keeps that form of musical memory alive is teaching. 
But she's coming out to Peaks as part of a trio that keeps folk music and folk memory alive through performance. The trio is called Fola. Yeah, so Fola is a trio, uh, fiddle, uh, flute, whistle, and guitar. It's a traditional instrumental trio. Uh, so we don't, nobody sings in this band. Um, and flute and fiddle are a classic pairing in Irish music. And Nicole and I both have classical training. So we, we love to sort of take the intricacy of Irish music, but, you know, apply a little bit of classical rigor as far as just very tight um, arrangements and kind of matching some of what we're doing with variations. And so, so it's, um, it's got, you know, a little bit of a, polished sound is what we're going for um some bands might go more for a kind of a wild session sound we're just lashing out the tunes and we love to kind of find the details where we can really match or or play beautiful harmonies and things like that um and then throw a few genre variations in there like we play quebecois waltz and um some french berets and compose a few of our own tunes the Nicole she's talking about might be familiar to you. Nicole Rabata. She also performs with Shoro Loco, who played on the island over the summer. Ellery and Nicole have been musical collaborators for decades, playing together in the United States and even in Ireland. In fact, they both found themselves in Ireland, and Nicole played on Ellery's solo album that she made while she was completing a master's program in Irish music. Fola's guitarist, Bethany Wakeman, provides balance to the trio's sound. So that's Bethany Wakeman on on guitar. She's a great guitar player with you know great rhythm and nice tasty chords, and just keeps the whole thing. You know the tunes are kind of the intellectual side of things, and the guitar is the driving like bass rhythm that uh, just gives all the energy and not all the energy, but um, you know fiddle and flute. Like Nicole and I ended up doing one gig without Bethany sort of early in the early in the coming out of the pandemic period. And, you know, it became much more of an intellectual feeling gig with the fiddle and flute and the tunes. And, and then when you put the guitar back in the mix, it, you know, it just gets your feet really tapping. Fola has played many types of venues, from house concerts to big barn sessions. But for Ellery, it's these small venues, like the concert on Peaks this Friday, that she likes best. You know, this, this kind of concert... Um, like the small house concert kind of vibe with a small crowd of dedicated fans that kind of know the presenter, you know, they're always, they're always my favorite gigs. They're always just so fun because the audience is always so appreciative and, and the room is small and intimate and the energy can be just so great at them. So I'm really looking forward to the show. And like so many of us, Ellery has found that coming back to live music after the pandemic has made a really positive impact, both on the performers and the audience. She hopes he'll join Fola at the Long Winter's Night Concert Series Friday, October 14th at 7 p.m. at the New Bracket Church. Now that you know a little bit about Ellery and Fola, I too hope that you'll go experience their music and the fruits of a lifelong passion, a devotion to craft, and the spirit behind traditional folk music. Perhaps most importantly, I hope that you take inspiration from Ellery's experience and nurture the passion that your inner seven-year-old still holds, however quietly. It's never too late to pick up your passions and to continue the journey. For more interviews and stories relevant to Peaks Island, check out peaksislandradio.com or search for us on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. This was something a little different, a little out of the norm for what I've been typically doing lately. Hope you liked the storytelling. 
If you do or if you have some ideas, drop me a line at chris at peaksolidradio.com.